Well, they were distressed and their hopes were dashed. We had hoped that, but then they had a visitor, a stranger. That's rather apt. A stranger is an interlocutor, a become an interpreter. How important for this reason? Because just because your life is yours, or my life is mine, does not necessarily mean that we know it best or even interpret it aright. What a difference it can make to hear a word from outside, especially a word from God, so that we come to realize that our first impression of what we should be up to is not the last word. Our word, not the last word at all. They needed a wider lens, you might say, and they needed more experience, and they needed a community of faith, and Christ led them into it. He explained God's work in history. He explained the words of God's prophets in history, not only just the words, but what they actually meant, their inner meaning. Now, if you think of it, that's what we have every Sunday in Mass. People will ask you and me, do Catholics have a scripture group? I will say, absolutely. Every Sunday, in every church, in every place in the world, we call it Mass. And if you're not busy on the weekdays, we have it on the weekdays too. Here we have it at 8 and 12.10. Normally the choir 12.10, but they're in Rome with the Holy Father, and that's more than fair. It's good for the poor pastor to get, a, get away as well. We're happy for him. We pray for their safety. So every Sunday we hear the scriptures. Not just the scripture generically, but the Old Testament, God's work in history. To hear that and remember the power of God's plan. And then the words of Christ himself in the gospel. To hear them and understand them and think of them again meditate on them and apply them in our lives and live them out as Christ's disciples to follow in his footsteps as the apostles did. And then we hear the letters and the Acts of the Apostles. Half the Acts is about Peter and half the Acts is about Paul. Paul, It's by, uh, by Luke, you know, the apostle who wrote the gospel. It's the continuation of his gospel. And then all the epistles, the letters. And here, just to be loyal to our brand, we're here at St. Paul's. I'd like to point out that an awful lot of those books of the New Testament were written by St. Paul and there is letters to churches that he or others founded. God gave the increase, but he or another founded and he helped water. And we help that we water, we help that we water too. The church here, as we brought in, what is it, 30 some people this past Easter and 30 the year before, by your example by the hopes rich in you born of the gospel. Because if you think of it, if Christ were not raised, none of us would be here. If we hadn't parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles who loved us, who passed on to us the greatest treasure that they had, the faith, we would not be here. Teachers, mentors, people we met, people who tell me, Father, I was on uh, an entry in the yard and there was someone going to mass and he or she asked me to come and join them. And that has made all the difference in my life in every year since. Think of that. Think of that. 
the power of the solidarity of us as believers in the Church of Christ. And then at every Mass, the offertory we offer ourselves, not as an abstraction, not as a theory, but there's a collection. There's a collection, so time, talent, and treasure makes its way into that, in gratitude. You know what Monsignor Sheehan used to say when he was trying to explain the need for funding? He said some epistles in the Pauline tradition were not written by Paul. And do you know how scripture scholars can tell the difference between the Pauline ones and the Pauline school? In the Pauline ones, he asked for money <laughs> because he's got to keep things going. And he has to help the church in Jerusalem. It's simply when we pass, it's the best marker for passing from adolescence where we have these Mac machines provided for us in the form of what are called, if I could use another vocabulary word, parents. We move to adulthood and have to figure out how to get things funded and make things work. And as adults, we make the world happen. And we make the church happen. We keep the lights on. I'm not sure the heat's on. I should be do a better job praying for better weather. I hope I'm not going to be cashiered for doing such a lousy job. I apologize for the cold. I found the heaviest chasuble I could find. I asked one of our lectures, we report me if I put two chasubles on? <laughs> because it's cool enough. But think of it, at the offertory, offering ourselves. And then praying throughout the Eucharistic prayer, the canon, for those in need around the world, for those who lead us, for the Pope, our Holy Father for the unity of the church around the world, our diocese, it's rebuilding, Cardinal Sean. For all the people in the diocese, all those in need, the sick, the poor, the dying, and remembering our great support group, the communion of saints, as we pray the Eucharistic prayer. And then receiving Christ in communion. We receive God in God's word, and then in the Eucharist. And in doing all this, what we've done is remembered in gratitude, do this in remembrance of me, so Christ's gift, God's gift of himself by giving his only son is never forgotten. And we always give thanks, which is what the very word Eucharist means. And then the surprise, things that should astound us, as they said today in the gospel, that many of us haven't thought enough about to be astounded by. That in receiving the body of Christ together, we are also become the body of Christ. And so in going forth, we're a new community. In going to coffee and joining up and asking each other how they are, in building up solidarity, we're building up the very body of Christ, the church. The church which is at Corinth, the ones in Thessalonia, the one in Harvard Square. That's what we're up to right now. And here each of you are, born of the faith passed on to you, and born of the faith that you will pass on to others. What an extraordinary, what an extraordinary thing that. We live in a difficult world. I'll often say is take, people take the Christian faith and pervert it to their end. People have just, some people have just enough religion to hate, but not enough to love. How important that we have the full message of the faith and all the parts of the Christian faith to make sure we use it precisely as it is engineered. There was a memo from our, our Jewish brethren a block away, saying they're going to remember, you know, it's just been the anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto. And uh, there's a, 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 a commemoration of that, I think at 12.30 in Harvard Yard on Monday, just to make you aware. But the horrors of what happened to them then and everywhere else throughout the Holocaust. 
And so when we pray here, we pray not only for ourselves, but for everyone, the whole world wide. And that we have been loved, that is what has brought us to life. We are no longer dejected or our hopes dashed, but we know that we have been loved and that we have a savior. And we know our lives have a purpose and a mission to go forth into the world and to share that good, that good news. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.